0: Uh, so let's just get started um thank you for joining us today on creative habits podcast um i really appreciate you taking the time out to uh speak with me today um tell me a little bit about yourself tell me um your journey so my journey uh
2: is a beautiful one um i was actually born as tiara benton uh, so my mom made me. And uh, when I was about three years old, I was like in the living room telling my mom like, when I grow up, I want to be a walker. And her and my dad are looking at me like, what is this girl talking about? And um, my mom was into fashion, watching fashion shows. So the next time there was a fashion show on TV, I was like, mommy, I want to do this. Mm. And fast forward to around 13, her and I are walking into the mall and they're doing a model search. So I entered into the model search won the model search and ended up starting my modeling career at 13. Um, Fast forward, I I did a lot of work in Atlanta. I have my degree from Georgia State University. And while I was earning my degree, I was also really deep in the experience of a modeling career. Mm -hmm. Um, From there, I graduated and decided that I wanted to go to New York upon graduation to further my modeling career. And I did. So I had a lot of beautiful accomplishments um, from being in movies, I was in uh, Fast and Furious 7, to being on television programs, I was a part of Project Runway. Um, I was also um, on this uh, show they call Showtime's Billions. Mm. And um, just uh, a lot of really beautiful um, campaigns. I worked with this company by the name of Cream of Nature. You can find my face all over the beauty supply stores all over the world, because I've done a lot of hair and um, beauty ambassador work. my last uh, really major accomplishment when it comes to me being a model was working with Pantene pro v Mm. and uh, i was able to see my big head in times square on this mega screen for this commercial ad that we did specifically for black women Mm. and um the campaign was really beautiful and (laughs) my career was really beautiful on one side um on the other side of working in any type of entertainment there's a definite need for there to be a high level of self-care, not just on the physical tip, which is where a lot of the attention goes. A lot of people are uh, consumed with, what are you wearing? What are you, oh, you're so beautiful. And oh, yes, I can't wait to do your makeup. And um, along that journey, around the same time that I'm having all of these major accomplishments in my career, inside I was really suffering and going through what um, I now realize was a depression um i don't say that so we can like cue the violins and go like oh poor Timaka, but uh i feel like depression is your soul or like your destiny your blueprint kicking in and letting you know that whatever mask that you're wearing or whatever persona that you're acting out it's no longer enough it's time for you to really like um, step into being more authentic and um as i look back now i was in a very toxic relationship more importantly with myself that manifested, of course, into the relationship I was with another being. Mm. And um, I was really sad, you know? And um, it was through energy work, meditation, and specifically this ancient healing art that we call comedic Reiki, that I was able to really get a grip on myself and to begin my healing journey, which I would say has been my whole lifetime, but really started to have a conscious role and I was really consciously interacting with it beginning around seven, uh, 2017.
3: And
1: mm. that's
2: when I started to get into uh, energy work, understanding how to work with my, what we call chakras uh, and really understanding clear a lot of the energy stuff that I started to absorb just being a model since I was a little girl. You know, like
3: yeah. a lot of
2: people, they look on the outside and it's beautiful and this, but you hear a lot of crazy stuff too. You know, if it, if a part of your job is being criticized on how you look and what you eat and how big your hips are, like all the time, eventually that stuff starts to take a toll on you. So that's a little bit about how I get to be uh T <laughs> mm.
0: So what drew you towards energy work? Um I know in uh I don't want to say the black community, but communities, period, when they fall to a depression, they might go to therapy. They might go to uh, religion in a sense, like what drew you towards that direction?
2: Um, honestly, I really think that it was already embedded in my destiny, but to put it mm. into words, like since I was a little girl, I always remember being very interested in everything Egyptian that mm-hmm. I now call commission, right? Like I used to be so lit up and I'm like, sometimes i would watch documentaries or watch shows and i would be like, that's not it. This is what that is. And then I would have a home with so myself like, how do I know this? Like, how do I know this? And I had such a deep love and adoration for that time period and the science and the um, the wisdom that comes out of that time period um, that I, I don't remember being taught. So that's like backstory. Um, how do, how was I drawn to energy work? I was actually at a festival in Brooklyn. Mm. And, um, you know, they have all these different, they have the stage where musicians are performing. They have all these booths where people are selling, you know, their goods, their oils, their candles, T-shirts. And in one of these booths is a sweet, beautiful Black woman, with all white on, and she was doing uh comedic Reiki. So I'm seeing, like, everybody else, kind of like in this type of vibration. And her tent is very, like, calm, cool and it was really the energy that really had me like wow what's going on over here Mm -hmm. you know I look around in her booth and there's all these Egyptian ancient commission art and things and I'm like okay I took her flyer and I was like I'm gonna learn more about this and I ended up later on getting a session from her and then as time progressed she ended up being my master's teacher and teaching me uh the art of comedic Reiki so um Mm -hmm. to answer your question short in short I feel like and all of us is the the blueprint for where we're supposed to go. It's up to us to really act on those things that light us up. So that day when I saw that booth, I could have been like, oh, wow, that's cool. That's such a coincidence. And like went on about my whatever, you know? But I was really like, wait a minute, this is interesting. Mm. And it has something that I love. I love feeling good. She's making people feel good. And I see a lot of Egyptian stuff going on over here. Like, let me dig deeper. And I'm so glad that I did. So, um, in a way i feel like reiki and um the art itself comedic reiki i do the the i am equipped with the techniques that come out of connect it assists mm. you with being your self therapist not mm. saying that you don't need additional help but what i feel it did is it, it empowered me to really have moments to sit with myself to sustain what you would experience in a therapy session like it's one thing to see your therapist you know on a saturday and then go and collect yourself but i feel like reiki assists you with the in-between time mm. it's, a, it's a self-practice just like brushing your teeth or doing your stretching or working out like it equips you with very it, it equips me with very simple techniques to assist me with like owning my energy mm. i am i've always been an empath so i'm very uh acute to energy i can feel everything i can come into a room and i can feel the tension and we all to a degree have this empathic ability you know and it's just based off of how well you're cultivating your own energy to see what it is that you absorb and hold on to you know it's one thing to feel for everybody and then you can't go through a day because you're in tears feeling for everybody and it's like hold up like get a grip so i feel like uh reiki really helped me to own my energy and really earn, learn how to manage my gifts. So they felt more like superpowers mm. instead of curses. you know, like, woe is me uh, by humbug. It was like, wait, I can actually choose how I want to feel. And that in itself was very empowering.
0: So yeah. is, is it kind of like finding the divine within yourself instead of like looking outwardly for it?
2: Precisely. And it's mm. it's it's one thing to say that, right? It's another thing to equip you equip you with techniques, practical things you can literally do to assist you with that. Because it's one thing for me to tell you my experience. It's another thing for you to experience for yourself. And I feel that's where a lot of, um, and I don't want to come at anybody's system of belief, but that's where I feel like a lot of systems kind of drop the ball is there's, It's like you're trading in one source for another source for another source, and all these sources fail to remind you that the source is also connected to you.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: And as a practitioner, as someone who assists others with their energy uh, modalities, my goal and my aim is always to assist you and almost be more like a flight attendant to Mm -hmm. assist you with your journey. Instead of positioning myself as like, hey, you got to come to me every time something's wrong with your energy, you know, and hey, you need to pay me. And it's like, oh, hold up, let me hold the mirror. Let me give you a few, like, let me give you some techniques to teach you how to fish so that you can remember, you know, who you are and how much you are loved by your creator. And um, mm-hmm. I feel like there are many paths to do that. I was very empowered by seeing, you know, when you dig into the art, Sumerian art, Nubian art, it's all Black people. mm mm-hmm. You know, we see yoga studios everywhere. Yoga is cool now, you know, uh, even Reiki is cool now. And there's always so many other cultures, India, um, European cultures that are positioned as the, uh, the 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 founders of these things. And it's like, yeah. hold up. You know, the, the, the further I went back, I'm like, wait, all of these people are black. These look like my mama. This look like my auntie. Mm-hmm. This look like my uncle. This look like my granddaddy. Like, So that part really had my mind like blown, like, hold up. What if all along, like these are our sciences, not to take ownership, because everyone Mm. is here together, everyone has a position to play in this ever unfolding creation story. However, the position that my ancestors have played has offered us sacred wisdom on how to even be civil, Mm. like how to even be civilized, you know, how to live like that's um, lessons that we shouldn't cast out and uh, ignore like how to live how to breathe how to bring your body into union you know we Mm. talk about yoga 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 it's like what does that word even mean it's literally a word that means union like bringing all the pieces and parts of yourself into balance and it's union. it's not about downward dog it's not about yoga studios and stretching it's about Mm. uh, it's, it's a physical scientific scientific ancient art of bringing yourself into balance and um that is something that has really empowered me through my journey is just really coming back into balance, not ever getting too ahead of myself, not getting dwelling in the past, not dwelling too far in the future, really realizing that the here and the now is where everything is. And um it's hard sometimes when you've been through traumatic experiences to feel safe in the here and the now, right? Because mm-hmm. you're always thinking about like, are you safe, are you safe? And um, when you really, can clear your energy and get almost like how you know, have a computer that's acting up, right?
3: Computer
2: mm. defragmented. Like I feel like in our natural state, the way that Most High created us, it's a peaceful nature. Yeah, it's an well, abundant nature. Like everything is needed. Everything is everything that is needed is provided for. Like it's all just like a pecan can see. Like everything that you need is already for that tree to be a tree is already in there.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: um, the first thing they do when you you know come into Babyhood and then teenagerhood and adulthood is keep distracting you to think you need something outside of yourself. Mm. And it's the comedic Reiki that I realized there's so much abundance within me that God has given me, most high has given me, creator has given me, whatever you want to call it. Like, let's not even get caught in with that. Mm. There's so much in that that I don't even need to be worried about what they're doing over there and this. And oh, the world needs the world is so messed up. It's like, no, the world is perfect. The way it is, and I'm so glad that I was, you know, depressed. I'm so glad that I went through the pain that I experienced because I was able to have the friction that mm. I needed to really be who I really am and who I've always been, who I'm gonna keep being, you know. So that's really a, a whole lot of words <laughs> to describe just how on fire and passionate I am about what I have found and been able to tap into through this ancient art.
0: No, I, I definitely agree. I think, um. It all deals with the mind, the body and the spirit, right? And like you said, balance. Um we're usually knocked off balance when we when we are influenced with language, when we are influenced with like, you know, when we're growing up with um the limitations that everyone else puts upon us, you know what I mean? And um Absolutely. I know for example, through like martial arts, um, they practice mind body and spirit you know what i mean like if one is is it's not as impactful as all three like you're off balance you know exactly and um yeah i definitely agree with that um tell me a little bit about more about your model journey like um how was that for you like how was navigating through that industry like
2: It was so, now that I look back, I was like, wow, that was so fast. And it feels like it was a lifetime that I was blessed to live. Um, Mm. Modeling was so, it was amazing. Like there are, just like life, there was ups and downs with the journey, but to Mm. be honest with you, like if I had the chance to do it again, I would do it again exactly the way that it was done. I was able to really come into I feel like in our ancient cultures and our ancient societies, there are what we consider rites of passage, right? Mm-hmm. Into adulthood, into manhood and into womanhood. And me coming into modeling at 13 when I would in the ancient time back in the village be coming into my you know initiations, it was like a non-conventional initiation into what womanhood really is. Mm. Um, I was blessed to meet so many different creative people and to really have embedded in my mind so many images, examples, and experiences that my beauty and my creativity can provide me stability. Like okay. I don't have to do the nine to five. I don't have to uh, fit in someone else's definition of something. And um, of course, also I'm a scholar as well. So it was like, you can't play me, like I'm not a fool, <laughs> you mm. know? So. Um, it was a, a really beautiful dance in understanding just how blessed I am to play for a living. You yeah. know, a, a typical day in a model's life is to uh, go to a casting. Castings are much like, it's funny, it's like spell casting, like magic, right? Hmm. But you go to a casting and um, the client, whoever the client may be, let's say the client is uh, MGM Grand. That's uh, a hotel out in Vegas and I think they have a lot of hands in um, movies as well but um, the client will have a specific uh, archetype that they're looking for for a campaign that they're doing and you go and you do many interviews you know and mm-hmm. cat, you can have more than one casting in a day so you get up in the morning you uh, know usually it's a bare face you won't be as colorful as I like to express myself usually and when I was living in New York a lot of things were black mm-hmm. um, you were a lot of black because the point is to be like a blank slate for the client. But um, modeling, it really assists me with, it's almost like poetry for like, a lot of times, people would look at me on the runway and they'd be like, oh my gosh, you gives me life. Go girl, yes. Oh, she's a model. And it's like, now I, I see that as like using that platform as being a model for peace, being a model for balance, being a model for good health. Um, Mm. I worked with so many beautiful people. Like you see this person you might just fall out just by how stunning they are on the outside, you know? And then she opens her mouth and starts talking and you're like, you know, (laughs) or, um, just realizing that beauty doesn't necessarily mean that your sanity is intact. Mm. You know, aesthetics, you know, I had a lot of uh, friends and sisters that I collected and connected with as a model that suffered from drug addictions, eating disorders, Mm. um, who are literally like on the brink of always losing their mind, you know, because it's almost on the other side, again, modeling is an occupation just like anything else. But what comes with that occupation is almost like playing a little bit like Russian roulette with your identity. Like it's very easy to get caught up in the persona that you're acting, like the part that you're playing as who you are, as opposed to like the consciousness that you are, that's just happening to experience this, Type of lifestyle, you know, like it's Mm. it's kind of easy to get high off your own supply, you know, like oh well, I'm on billboards and I'm in magazines, so I'm somebody, and it's like yeah, you're somebody, and so is the homeless guy that's outside in front of McDonald's. He's somebody too. So would you
0: say that it's easy to lose yourself in that profession?
2: Yeah, it's easy to distract yourself into thinking that you're losing yourself for sure. Mm. There's a lot of distractions, fast money. Um, a lot of access to drugs, and people who are just not whole, you Mm. know, people who are in positions of power, people who are in positions of, uh, you know, signing off on what this campaign is going to be in this. And the industry is changing as well. Like It's not what it was when I was even uh, heavily involved. But it's just like anything, it's easy to lose yourself. It's just the catch-22 is it doesn't look like it. On the outside, you look like everything's fine so that's where it gets to be almost like a little bit trippy because it's like Mm -hmm. you start to feel guilty about having feelings that aren't necessarily gratitude like oh you should be grateful girl you on billboards it's like yeah and there's something off like i don't feel right you know
3: Mm. i'm not
2: feeling myself it's not enough anymore so um, that was a bit of my modeling journey again i modeled for and i still do like it's not over like i'm always gonna be Uh, gifted in that realm but I modeled for about 15 years before the wake-up call you know Mm. so that in itself is a it's a lifetime you know I was able to do things in that 15 years that some beings will never uh, have the 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 access to do and I give thanks for that and I also know that those crystallizing uh, 15 years also presented me with the most challenging Mm. uh, spiritual experiences that put me in the position that I'm in today you know, so
0: how is the representation in that field? I know uh maybe early two thousands, you didn't really see too many of us. It might be like one or two <laughs> in a room, right. but um recently there's like a insurge of like representation from all different type of body types, uh, ethnicities, um uh different type of lifestyles. Like how do you how do you feel the change? How do you feel about the change uh, that happens now?
2: Well, I always really subscribe to the old adage that art depicts life, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like life and what it is manifesting will always ripple into the realms of art and entertainment. Mm -hmm. And um, I was able to see it from being within the industry. So when I started out, you're right, there were very uh, uh, limited opportunities for a black woman of my caliber outside of hair. Like it's like every casting that I went to was for hair weave, hair relaxer, hair spray. Like it was like, do we do anything else? Like is everything just hair? But then when you take a pan out and you look, it's like the hair industry is almost like 99.9% funded by black women mm-hmm. <laughs> getting hair weaves. But who owns it though? Like where's the ownership?
3: Absolutely. So that part
2: is kind of interesting. I um I would notice a bit there. I'm a bit on the taller side. I'm six foot two inches. Mm. Um, so I'm I was probably the tallest girl at most of my jobs. And even in New York, uh, doing Fashion Week, it would be uh, interesting to find clients at first who were really uh, interested in having me a part of their position. Again, though, like, I being in the industry, and I've been... Booking jobs since I started, like sometimes girls can start and they don't book jobs, you know, for years. It's almost like, a, are you going to keep doing this? Sometimes I'll stay in the realm of just doing test shoots where you're like still trying to find your look and find your strengths. Mm-hmm. But um, I hit the ground running, so I didn't really have time to be like, oh, there's not enough opportunities. But when I look back, like I do realize that, oh, it's
0: all it's all good.
2: We're going to let it let it be
0: through.
2: <laughs> I look back, breakthrough happened. But um when I uh look back, I realized like there uh there was a lot of kind of being put in the position of beauty and hair for me. My journey was heavily involved with beauty and hair and a great deal of runway too once I did move to New York.
3: Mm.
2: But um I say I was able to see the representation of all types of people bloom while I was in the industry, I, I went from where we had to bring a book with our photos into a client to, oh, what's your Instagram? And I was mm-hmm. like, what? This is crazy, you know? Like, And um, I worked with this brand, uh, this swimwear brand by the name of Chromat. And uh, Chromat is notorious. Becca is the owner of this brand. And she's notorious for booking like all kinds of people from her shows, trans people, black people, orange people, green people, men that identify or um, yeah men that identify as women women who now have transitioned into identifying as men like her shows were really like a snapshot of like hey like everybody's beautiful mm. and we're going to celebrate it and her shows always felt like a, a house party yo. like I loved working with her and I send her so much love and light as well but um her shows really helped me to see how important it was for everyone to be celebrated. Cause part of modeling too, it puts you, especially as a black woman in the position of always being in competition, especially with other black women. Cause mm. if you see an ad and there is black and white women, chances are there's gonna be one black girl and a host of other women, right? Yeah. And uh, you go to the casting and it's like, they're looking for the one black girl they're gonna use. So instead of you looking at your sister and being like, Hey, you know, what's up sis? It's kind of like competition all the time. So um, I was grateful to see the shift, you know, towards the mid and late 2000s of like, hey, like, especially even with the plus size women, like my mama's plus size, you know, so I'm going to work every day being like, I shade for my my slenderness and critique sometimes for my hip size, but it's like, yo, like most of the women in my culture are curvy, Mm.
3: you
2: know, most of the women on this planet are curvy, like thin women are not a very high percentage, you know, so it's just Uh, interesting to see uh, through my journey there this is almost like a lotus flower opening of accepting and reminding that everyone is beautiful you know and when we select one segment of society and say this is the standard for beauty blonde and blue-eyed and look hungry then you're going to naturally like make other people feel left out you know, yeah. you think about Barbie, think about like and I never liked Barbies like growing up. I used to like chew on them and like they used to cause me so much anxiety. I think like inside <laughs> my soul was like I'm trying to program you. <laughs> and I, I really, I really wasn't with the Barbie lifestyle. I would rather be outside climbing a tree or something. Uh, but I noticed that um, I feel like the industry started had to start to shift to match the consciousness of the people, you know, doesn't no one wants to feel left out. No one wants to feel like they're not appreciated for who they are and how God made them to be,
0: you know? Yeah. yeah, And I think a lot of it is too, um, since we're in like the social media age, we're able to control our own narrative. You know what I mean? Um, Back in the early two thousands, there were only a few outlets that, we could represent ourselves, but they weren't always in the best of light. Like, you know, hip hop magazines, or um, right. I think 16 or 17 magazines that was based for like uh, teenage girls. They were usually like white, white girls or lighter skinned girls. It wasn't really a lot of representation, but um, right. now that we're in this, this um, social media age, like we can reach the world within the click of our, uh, our finger. So is it right? I, I think is it's a blessing, but it's also um dangerous in a sense as well.
2: Oh, of course. Um I think having control over your narrative is so important. Um just as a, a woman that comes from the ancestry that I come from. A lot of my mm-hmm. ancestors recently you know we can go all the way back to the royalty the geniuses the, the birthers of creation and civilization but you know there's a little segment of what we call enslavement mm. there's a little segment of you know a lot of the history and a lot of the narratives being distorted deliberately
0: yeah, yeah. By this the time.
2: Side, you know so it's yeah. very empowering for there to be a time where you can control your narrative and tell your story and be you and be true, which is one of my favorite affirmations, the affirmation that I use for my business of Underverse. Like Mm. I'm not encouraging anybody to do or be anything other than who they are to be, who they've always been, you know, like wake up that soul inside and be that as opposed to, you know, trying to be like me or trying to be like someone else that you see and you think that they're somebody because they're on television or Mm -hmm. you know they got nice jeans it's like yo get out of here with that like let's just get to the level of being authentic and it's not just like because i say so it's necessary for our health Mm. it's necessary so that we don't all become narcissists or have personality disorders like it's necessary for our sanity to be authentic and tell the truth and even if that creates uncomfort and discomfort that's good you know, depression was very uncomfortable for me and it was good for me because mm. I'm not there anymore. I'm not in that segment of limiting my light and trying to find happiness outside of myself. You mm. know, the biggest trick in the book, like, hey, you need this cream in this magazine to be happy and you need this perfume to get that guy to be beautiful. And it's like, you never needed any of that stuff, mm. you know, and um. That's also a little bit about how I felt to be a model. It's one thing to go to Disney World, right? Like you see all the lights and the fun and woo, yes, it's great. And it's another thing to work for Disney World where you see what goes on behind the scenes. Yeah. You know, see what makes all of that go around. And um I know that everything is as it should be, and everything's really in alignment for our highest good, even if it doesn't feel like it. But it definitely does feel good to be in a time where, I mean, we can meet like this. Like, my great-grandmama couldn't do this. If I showed my great-great-grandmama this phone, she would probably be like, what in the world? Like, what is this? You know? Like, yeah. we have a... I always say this to a lot of my clients, too. Like, I work with a lot of uh, sisters and brothers with getting their energy together. And a lot of people, when we we don't realize that some of the, the trauma and the... um, Just the the issues are... not. I won't say issues, but Projects that we have to work on—they're not just from our lifetime. They are Mm. inherited traumas, inherited beliefs, inherited vibrations from our ancestors. And uh, speaking of that, you know, that blip of time where the enslavement system was popping, and in some ways still is, depending on where you are in your consciousness. um, There was there's a need for you to.
1: Black Velvet is proud to sponsor Creative Habits Podcast. Black Velvet is a Black-owned family business providing skincare products. Handmade, intentional, and designed to nurture the skin and body. Lather in luxury with our signature Black Velvet Shea Butter. Our base is raw shea infused with essential oils and vitamins to revive and enhance your natural skin's glow. We offer unisex options and a grooming kit to ensure quick and essential groom for daily application for any occasion or season. Try our Beard Gang Kit collection, perfect for a man on the go with notes of barbershop orange and essential oils to protect and nurture your beard growth. Visit us on Etsy at Shop Black Velvet or follow us on Instagram by Black Velvet.
2: in a way kind of just survive. Mm. There wasn't any time for, you know, coloring and being authentic and sharing stuff on Instagram. Like, no, reading wasn't even like, you know, something that was available to everyone. So to be in this time in this age is a gift. And to see how uh, blessed we are, you know, to have access to living in one of the most wealthiest countries that has its problems, Mm. has its projects, it has its stuff, you know, we can sit and play the violin by a humbug, but at the same time, that also comes with me having running water within a few steps, you know, that also comes with me having uh, the freedom to express myself, to show my legs if I want to, to go outside without, you know, covering myself completely if I want to, Mm. you know, to make a song and shoot it up on Instagram if I want to, so it's just, um, you gotta pick your your battles and you really have to when you learn how to master your own energy and it's a lifetime process you you really realize that the world is fine the way it is Mm. and the way that it is is what allowed you to have the the desire to seek to be more and when you be more you realize you're just being more who you are Yeah. you know and who your ancestors worked and toiled and sacrificed for you to be like it's time to claim uh, that, that, that labor, you know, that our ancestors have put in, it's time to, to claim, not only, you know, looking at the trauma that they gave us, but looking at the strength that they gave us, Mm. the genius that they gave us, the recipes and the healing and the support that they still give us from the other side, you know, and it's, uh, it's a really good time to be alive, you know, anytime above ground is a good time, in my opinion, and, um, I'm grateful
0: to be here honestly and true i definitely agree with you um it just saddens me that a lot of our culture whether it's hip-hop or television or movies what the way it represents us is solely based on trauma you know um trauma is, is what sales trauma is sexy trauma is what makes money you know mm-hmm. and It's stifling in a sense because a lot of us are numb to it and we think this is what life is, you know what I mean? And it's hard to have an awakening like yourself or, you know, any of my peers when all you see is what is what's in front of you.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what puts so much fuel behind what it is that I do. Like before, before doing, we got to really be certain on who we be, but mm-hmm. we can't be asking people who did who you be from you, who you be. And you definitely can't be asking, you know, your, your trauma-ridden peers, who you be, you know, it's necessary to ask your creator who you be mm-hmm. and to be dealing, to know that that answer will come and that what we ask for, we really do receive. Mm-hmm. Um, What it is that we seek, we really do have a, a, a revelation. You know, and that's where that that faith and that you know that old time religion, that praying grandmama energy, gets activated for me. Cause you're right; like there is, there's always two sides to the coin. Mm-hmm. Well, on the other side of trauma is strength and yeah. wisdom. Yeah. You know, on the other side of pain is healing and wisdom. It's like, how are you going to know if it didn't come become real for you? Even mm-hmm. when you think about one of our most uh, popular religions um christianity there's so much attachment to that story because the story and walk of jesus has so much trauma in it and there's so much emphasis on his sacrifice of his life on the cross because the pain is something that we can all connect with on
3: mm-hmm.
2: this human experience the pain is something that we all know all too well and i feel as a soul you can involve and awaken either through extreme pain or extreme love and mm-hmm. most of us learn from the latter you know extreme pain there was a even my in my own journey in addition to this depression that i experienced there was the shoulder pain that i had for probably like nine months that i just kind of toiled with you know i went to physical therapy i went to aromatherapy i got acupuncture massage therapy like i was uh grateful to have my eyes open to all these different therapies and also still nine months later still dealing with this pain until I actually had a personal meditation where Mm. I asked my pain and I talk about it a lot in my uh, in more detail in my book that I wrote
0: oh yeah definitely yeah Remedy,
2: yeah so this is where I I explain like because you look at me like yo how'd you go from modeling to like cleansing chakras like what do you mean like what are you doing you know so uh, i talk a little bit about that in the book and also give a bit of an overview about the energy centers that we call chakras mm. um but it was this shoulder pain and i'm talking about like it was painful to the point it was almost for, like the whole right side of my body was shutting down and i was just like yo what is this and it was until i took a little 10 minute meditation and i literally heard Like the voice of an angel, the voice of God, Mm. something higher and clearer and calmer than I was at the time, um, tell me that the issue that I was suffering wasn't external, it was forgiveness. Like Mm, I was in need of forgiving myself. And, you know, even talking a bit about what we talked about earlier, as far as, you know, inherited trauma, I think that moment, that day, when I had that moment with myself and that download, because after I heard that, I felt like this cloud come into my mind, come by my eyes. When it got to my eyes, I started to weep. When it got to my neck and my shoulder, it took the pain away. And it just kept going all the way down my spine, just taking pain away. I didn't even know that I had. And then after that, I wept on the floor for probably like, I don't know. There's probably some dimension where I'm still just on the floor like crying hysterical, mm-hmm. like, what just happened? You know? But um, it was that day that really changed my life to realize, yo. We can heal ourselves. Absolutely. I went to all these therapists and they did their best. I know they did. Mm. But they didn't do nothing for what it is that I was suffering from because what I needed was healing and I needed forgiveness. You don't need to go pay no physician to do that. You can really mm. just sit with yourself and ask and wait. You know, another part of our journey is uh and my dad talks about this a lot, like, you know, everything about our journey is so fast now. You know, we got 5G and they're trying to probably work on 6 and 7 and 8G. We got, you know, Wi-Fi, everything, microwaves, like everything is, um, there's always this attempt to shorten the amount of time. DoorDash, Uber, it's like this, all this attempt to shorten the amount of time that you spend Mm -hmm. on these tasks, right? But it's like, what are you doing with the rest of that time that you freed up? You're not like Mm -hmm. meditating. You're not hugging on a tree. You're not healing your energy. You're probably distracting yourself with something else. So just aimlessly scrolling with that free time. And it's like, there's no like, I feel like a lot of the issues and the the things that people suffer from, like the root of it is you have an identity crisis. Like you Hmm. don't know who you are. That's why you're just watching and kind of just waiting for somebody to tell you who you are, which will still not be enough. And uh, you end up in these positions where you're, you're tired, you're lethargic, you're lackluster, not because you're sick, but because you didn't do anything in that day or that year to activate your life, to activate who you really are. And there's nothing in your immediate environment or your entertainment or your television that's telling you who you are. So it's like, mm. it's a catch 22, just like what you were saying about our our people in our environment. But um
0: Quick but the question. The
2: has to swing. I feel go
0: ahead. Do, do you think that's by design though? Just like you're on a specific sec uh spectrum, right? There could yeah. be a force on the other side of that spectrum with like a, a, a polar opposite, like I don't want to say energy field, but um a polar opposite um what's the word I'm looking for?
2: Like vibration, how I get.
0: Yeah, down. yeah, yeah. Just like yeah. a total different vibration. Like than, the
2: hero and the nemesis type.
0: Basically, yeah, 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 yeah.
2: I think that's by design, but the trick is the design is in you. Like you are mm. the hero and the nemesis. Mm. And it's like, as soon as you start feeding that hero energy, you start to realize, oh, I'm the one that saves myself. Not that I'm saving myself completely, but I save myself by not taking on all of these things that are of the world. Mm. You know, that are born on the world and that die on the world. Like our bodies are made from the, the world. However, our souls did not originate in the world, you know, mm. like, and everything is really reflecting you back to yourself.
3: Mm.
2: And it's so easy to get kind of lost in this house of mirrors, man. Like, and that's the thing about modeling. Like it's this house of mirrors. Everyone's telling you, oh, you're great. You're beautiful. Yes, go girl. And it's like, yeah yeah and then when the lights go out and you by yourself you're like what's going on like it's mm. gotta be more this and i feel it's infinite like i i am not uh there's no end to your becoming mm. you know but there has to be something to activate your desiring to be so many of us are doing so many of us are uh trying so many of us are attempting to have all these things that will make us happy and it's like that's not it happiness mm. is a choice happiness is a state of being and you're not going to have stuff or do stuff to affect your being however though if you do keep reaching to have things and you keep doing things that are out of alignment with who you be you're going to trick yourself into being your own nemesis mm. being your own villain you know i love to really tap into this work that I I am a firm supporter of the work of Ra'un Nefer Amen. He wrote so many beautiful sacred texts, really reintroducing the sciences of Kemet to anyone who's receptive to read it. And um, One of his spiritual texts speaks about the fact that um, there's really nothing opposing you. And when you can really root that in your consciousness, you take the power out of like, what's considered to be against you, you know? Mm. Because the trick was telling you that God was outside of you. The trick was telling you that power was outside of you, that happiness Mm. was outside of you. And we got two eyes that's always looking outside. And it's like, hold up, like, when you really come in and you root in your consciousness, that the creator that made you didn't make you to fail, didn't make you to suffer, didn't make you to doubt and to cry and to be addicted and to be depressed, like, Imagining, imaging a more benevolent source energy Mm. and really tapping into that, realizing there is nothing against you. And yes, there are polarities, right? I got two hands, I got two eyes, I got two ears. There's always going to be, you know, a male, female, up, down, night, day. Mm. Life does present this duality. However, the point is not to get caught up in the duality, but to stay in the oneness or what we would call the center. The balance the balance like I'm not moved like there was this one I don't know if it was from his work or something that I read that I really uh continue to share with my students is like winning the lottery and going bankrupt are actually the same thing because mm. mm. I win the lottery and I ah, all this excitement right all this uh, energy that's moved from the center and now it's like ah, And then I I lose all of my money. And now I'm like, and it's like, it's the same thing. It's just, you decided to go this way in the graph or this way in the graph. But the point is to just not be moved, you know, Mm. not to say that excitement is not a part of the human experience, but don't get high off of it. Don't be Mm. addicted to excitement because if you're addicted to excitement, the other side of that coin is you have to receive the contrast, which is, you know, depression or loss you know and that's a part mm. of the human experience like a lot of times you know people come into this spiritual walk and they're always talking about their higher self and out of body experiences and angel awakenings and it's like all that's cool but we came here to be all the way here mm. like the point of me being born and all the ancestors that had to live and die for me to be here have kind of this conversation with you was not for me to get here and be in a hurry to get out of here. Like, that's not it, mm. you know, and this whole out of body thing. It's like, it's all just a trick, again, to keep you from really fully being present, you know? And it's, again, like I identify as someone who has experienced trauma and we all have. It can be very challenging to be here and to be now all the way when you don't know that you're safe.
3: Mm. Mm.
2: And that is something you have to claim for yourself. You cannot um depend, you know, you get to a certain level in your journey. You can't keep blaming mom and dad and grandpa and for this. Like you gotta start looking at the cards you were dealt and you gotta play them things, man. Yeah. You know? yeah. And um compassion is a part of it. I'm very compassionate. But if we all threw our problems on the table, I'm picking mine back up, you know, and going on and playing my cards, you know. So I know that um the human experience, life itself, life is always going to just hit you with one of these. Yeah. As soon as you like got it and you're like, okay, cool, I'm in a good spot, like remix, it's going to be something else. And I feel that the uh, the true happiness and the true peace is one that isn't moved by externals. Mm um it's a day-to-day walk right because if you put a piece of key lime cake in front of my face right now i'm getting a little hype you know? <laughs> so it's a day-to-day walk and i feel that um we're in an age and a time where it's so necessary for there to be authenticity for there to be truth truth is eternal so whether or not you know my body transitions the whatever i was and whatever i did in truth is eternal mm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in other dimensions and other spaces, my great grandchildren, my great grandmama, like I'm restoring balance by moving in truth. And truth is not something that I have to, to tell you is true. Truth is one of the things that doesn't even need like a media team and a PR company. Like truth just gonna be what it is. And we mm-hmm. all know it when we feel it, hear it and experience it. We all know what truth is, just like we all know what love is. We yeah. all know it's not. You don't need no book to figure it out. You don't need nobody to love you to figure it out. Like you, you know it when you experience it, when you feel it. And um, we're all here together. You know, we're all in this thing together. And I feel we're in a very, very important time of really those of us who have tapped into our truth, shining it in its full brilliance. Mm. You know, fearlessly and fruitfully because um it's necessary for us to integrate all this new energy that we're going to be you know coming into you know we look at the the presidency and the um the the vibration that we went through in this country in the last what like four years like that was crazy yo just just seeing those images on television and images hold so much power you know, the 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 left side of your brain is really consumed with words and thoughts and definitions, but the right side is just pictures and yeah. meditation. You don't go into meditation like saying a whole lot of words. Like you go in and you're it's important to focus on an image. So when I think about how powerful imagery is, when I think about my career as a model, how powerful imagery is, it's magic. It's med- it's like always creating, we're always meditating, you know, you're looking at your Netflix when you're scrolling on the ground like that's meditation it shouldn't be very stingy with where you put your attention because you can see just our presidency the last four years is a perfect example
0: yeah
2: that everybody not on the wavelength of like love and balance like everybody's not there
0: and I think a, I, I think a lot like, of that is um subliminal programming though you know what I mean, I mean. to our core as humans, we are extremely um tribalist in a sense you know what i mean and the powers that be know how to use that tribalism in order to you know be divisive or have us go against each other and um put that negative energy (laughs) in in situations that seem complex but are extremely simple Mm
2: -hmm. absolutely absolutely and the funny thing about even the whole concept of the powers that be is like you're the power that be yes. just what you do with that power you know yeah. we we have so much ancestral trauma that we all are going to come to a level of balance with because balance is going to be restored that's just it mm. <laughs> and that's not just because I say so like that's just the way like that's what it is nature is always coming back to balance mm. and um there will be. There, there just has to be a restoration. And when the pendulum swings all the way over there and the things get a little crazy, it's got to swing back this other way until it kind of just chills out into the center for a minute. And then maybe it might turn up again and swing again. It's just, mm. again, not being too attached to what's going on outside. And in fact, allowing what's going on outside to be just as it is while you do the shifting of the frequencies on the inside.
3: Mm.
2: Because it's, again, it's a, you said subliminal programming and it's so true anything that i take in through my nose anything that's taken through my eyes and my ears even vibrations that my body feels never is ref- never is forgotten mm-hmm. like all of that data is being saved in the internal mega cloud of me you mm-hmm. know my DNA, mm-hmm. you know this liquid crystal flowing through my veins like it remembers just like water remembers there was a study that like um If you put like, I love you on the water and you freeze it, it has like these beautiful crystalline images. And if you put something a little bit more dissonant, like I hate you or something ugly, something that we define as uh, negative, then it wasn't really complete images. It wasn't really. So when we think about like just the fact that yes, whatever I watch on television, whatever I listen to is subliminal programming, at some point you have to stop blaming the powers that be for why you're programmed in a particular way mm. completely because you're choosing you paid the cap you paid the, the cable bill mm. you bought the television you got tricked into feeling like you had to subscribe to something that wasn't really for you in a good way or in a divine way in a righteous way in a way that adds value to your life and it comes right. down to like treating your life like a how you treat your bank account like sometimes you're making deposits Sometimes you're making withdrawals and you got to check every decision that you make, everything that you put your body into the sacred temple where you reside. Mm. Like we don't live in houses and apartment complexes. We live in here. We live in our bodies. Mm -hmm. This is our this is our rental, you know, so taking care of that and being mindful that wherever you put it, is it is that a deposit or is that a withdrawal?
0: Mm. Is it nutritional? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> are you
2: adding Come, you know this yeah. just like you said it's it can be perceived as being very complex but everything really comes down to me very quite simple very mm. night and day when you really look at it like is you woke or is you sleep mm. is you about that life or is you not like we can get a lot caught up in the, the, the words and the emotions of the thing but it still comes down to like and what you're gonna do with all of that
0: yeah yeah you know i mean Tell me about your, your, your educational background. You, you are very inquisitive and, and, and scholarly, like, <laughs> how, how do you take in this information and, and, and process it? Like, where did it all come from? The beginning. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, um, I have always been a seeker of truth.
3: Mm.
2: Um, and I expressed that in my scholastic journey. Um, like I said, I was blessed to earn a Bachelor of the Arts at Georgia State University, and it was in sociology. Mm-hmm. And sociology is like, in my like opinion, it's like the study of isms, you know? You learn about racism, you learn about colorism, you learn about ageism. You learn about all these social agreements that we have. Like we get in an elevator and we all decide that we're going to face this way, mm. you know, or we we have all these social agreements that somebody probably started, some kids started the dance move and then everybody just fell into alignment with it. Um, sociology for me looked like the most appeasing and enticing uh journey to invest my time and energy and just because it gave me an aspect to really understand people Mm. and understand like how we flow i'm always people watching um i love to read um but i feel like honestly and true like most of what i learn comes from and i have to be careful with that too like on a certain level i feel like do we really learn anything or is it just the whole process of remembering
0: Mm it's already there (laughs) you
2: know what I'm saying like are we uh activating what's already remembered Mm. you know and to say remember meaning that there was already a member to begin with we're just going back to it so um when it comes to my scholastic journey or just what it is that I've been able to learn it's through observation Mm. you know it's I, I break it down into three parts like there's the the myth, which is like whatever you read, whatever book you read, like, hey, if you do this, you can fly. Then there's the ritual where you go outside and you try to do it for yourself. Mm. And then there's the magic where you somehow have the right conditions where you actually can internalize what it is that you read, you know? And um, this uh, vibration of just being comfortable in your own self is not something you can get from a book. It's not something you can get from a podcast. However, those processes can assist and supplement if you'll just allow yourself to receive them. And they can assist with kind of like stirring and activating what it is that your soul already has deep down inside. You know, Mm -hmm. I feel I've always been called an old soul. So maybe some of this uh, wisdom that I've been blessed with is just some stuff that I'm. Bringing from some past lives or something. But um, honestly and truly it's just through observation and doing my best to listen twice as much as I speak. And um, again, that's a journey. <laughs>
3: mm.
2: But uh, there's a reason why we have two ears and one mouth. So I do my best to really listen, not even just to what is said verbally, but you can pick up a lot you know, on a day of silence for yourself.
0: You wrote a book. Um, tell me a little bit about that. Um, what inspired you to um, write this book? And uh, you did come out with the album as well. Can you tell me about that too?
2: I did. So the album is almost like a supplement that goes with this book. This book mm. is called Abundiverse, The Remedy. So I entitled this book, it's uh, the same name as my company, which is Abundiverse. Mm. And uh, it's Abundiverse, The Remedy. So I chose this title as really a straightforward way of expressing what it is that I experienced in myself and desire to share with other people. Um, Everything in this book I created, so from the words, the paintings that you see, and then the cover as well, these are my interpretations of the chakras. Mm. And um, When I painted these original paintings, the original paintings are about 12 by 12 paintings. And I talk about them in the book about just like, kind of having this inward battle about like, hey, I can't paint these, like these have already been decided upon, like what they look like has already been, you know, authenticated by some yogi in the Himalayas, like I shouldn't just touch this. And then like, my spirit was like, girl, if you don't just create, you know, and this is what you care about creating, so go for it. And uh, each, uh, as I worked on each one of the chakras, um, or in Kemet, we would call them arit, or the whole system would be called your aritu. Mm. Uh, as I worked on each eat I um, had the associated gemstones. I really focused on the energy within myself. And the intention that I put in was for these to be balancing to the viewer. So we talk about subliminal programming, mm. the uh, magic media. I use that uh, same concept to promote balance and to promote wellness. So uh, each one of these is infused with the Reiki energy of balancing the necessary uh energy center that you're viewing and um as i'm uh working on my own energy centers, i started on these in 2017 i started to have my wake-up call and i was in the phase of moving from new york to savannah georgia where i live now with my family and um as i was working on each energy center prior to even painting these my love for painting came back my love for singing these are all things that I participated in as a child Mm -hmm. Um, theater acting as you could tell I'm very uh, animated (laughs) and a lot of these uh, things really started to awaken within me that I pretty much put on the back burner as I was uh, developing uh, my modeling career so as I'm working on my own energy centers it was almost like the tea kettle of myself, which is overflowing, was like, yo, I feel like I'm bursting with energy um, when it comes to the first level of Comedic Reiki. You're certified to work on yourself. Mm-hmm. And uh, That journey for me was so awakening and it helped me to really clear a lot of this baggage that I was carrying to really enjoy my life as who I really am and not limiting myself to what I But I should have been for the support of others, and that's the whole concept behind why I call my company and this book Abundiverse. You know, it's almost as if I'm handing the reader or the viewer a boarding pass to remember that abundance is your nature, not limitations. You know, not being uh, forced into a particular lifestyle if it's not authentic for you. And um, that same intention, as far as healing the chakras that I put into the paintings. I'm, I've been in the studio for about, this is working on year two, working on my first studio album. Um, I have a single out now that's called Nori. Nori is a Creole word that means nourishment. So the song itself is a very soulful offering to anyone who's willing to hear it, just about how our true nature is peace. And we're gonna go through some things while we out here, right in here, but your true nature is peace. And I very passionately expressed that in that song and in the form of nourishment. A lot of, they call it music, but a lot of the stuff we hear on the radio is not nourishing. Mm,
3: you know,
2: mm-hmm. My The old lady in me would always be like, oh, I can't listen to this music. You know, where are the OJs? Where's Earth, Wind & Fire? Like, what is this? It's new age. And I was like, okay, let me stop uh, complaining and let me say something, you know, let mm-hmm. me be a part of the, the process. And I love recording music. It's something that I'm so grateful to have uh, the blessing to do. But along the journey of creating my first studio album, this passion came over me to create a meditation album.
3: Mm.
2: So with the meditation album, there is a meditation for each one of the chakras. So basically what it does is it takes, and I can show you a picture of the album cover. It takes what I've learned as a Reiki practitioner and it puts it into... And easy to listen to meditation, because everybody might not be down with coming to Savannah to get a Reiki session with me. And I might not have enough time in my schedule to do like a billion healings, you know, on one day. So I felt like it would be a great wave to create an album where people can tap into learning more about their energy centers and also hear a guided meditation from a black woman. Yeah. I love Guided Meditation. This is the cover of the uh the album. It's amazing.
0: I was just listening uh to, to the uh the meditation album um before we spoke, man. And I'm a firm believer that we're not like solid things, everything is like vibration and, and frequency, you know. I, the, in between our ourselves are like empty spaces, and you know, vibration keeps all of that together, and um I definitely felt a good vibration from um, your music. It was amazing.
2: Oh, grateful. I'm so grateful. Thank you for yeah. sharing that. Thank you. It um, It is so uh, fulfilling. It was so fulfilling to do, you mm-hmm. know, to actually, so the album itself, I completely freestyled it. I didn't write down anything. Me and my producer and my brother also, he uh, facilitates creating some of the compositions on the album. It just came together and I'm like, all right, the root chakra is about this. What you got on the keyboard that sounds like this? He would go over to the keyboard and like D-d-d-d-d-d-d. I'm like, yeah, that's <laughs> So turn off all the lights in the studio, went in the mic, and I just allowed God to speak through me. I allowed great creator to speak through me. And honest and true, I felt like at most points I was speaking authentically to what I felt I needed to hear. Mm. And I felt like that made it the most authentic that you know, other beings, when they give me the feedback that it's assisting them, I'm just like, that's what I'm talking about. Like, thank you, God, like, yes. Like, that's the point, you know? Like, and uh, assisting with using what music, I feel music was created to be medicine.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I feel like music was created to give praise to existence, to creator, to life, you know? And to have the blessing of helping people feel good, like, yeah what else like I don't need anything else maybe some key lime cake
3: but (laughs) after that I don't
2: need anything else you know so um that's really good news I'm grateful that you uh were able to nurture yourself with that
0: absolutely Absolutely. it's
2: taking on a life of its own I'm so grateful but that's in a nutshell what the uh with the book and the album are about it's just about assisting the viewer the reader or the listener with tapping into the abundance that's already within them and giving them some guidance on how to clear some of the baggage that they may be holding on. That's got them thinking that they're not all that in the bag of chips, you know?
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. I have a, just a couple of more questions for you. And after that, would you mind playing like a little game?
2: Sure. I'm down for it.
0: Cool. 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 Um, how would you explain your basic life philosophy?
2: Ooh, how would I explain my basic life philosophy? My basic life philosophy is the art of being. Mm-hmm. That is how I would express it. The art of being, that is my basic at my core, what I am here to express is my philosophy.
0: I like that. Um if you had to describe yourself as a flavor, what would it be and why?
2: <laughs> sweet and spicy. <laughs> I would actually have to say a sweet and spicy. And why? Um one, those are like my favorite flavors, and I feel like we like what we are. So that's one. But two, like I have a very sweet, compassionate um Mm -hmm. empathetic spirit and i can get spicy with you too if that's what's needed like you can light that fire as well so i would say like sweet and spicy that's my (laughs) flavor.
0: um last one are humans obligated to better themselves and will that make them happier
2: are humans obligated
0: to to better themselves themselves? and will that make them happier
2: I feel like humans are obligated to better themselves if they choose that obligation. Mm. That free will is in there. So I can't say what you're obligated to do. However, as a human, if you have taken on that obligation to better yourself, I feel you'll already be happy. And whatever it is you do to better yourself will add to that happiness. Mm. For certain, for certain.
3: Absolutely. So it's like
2: you're obligated. However, if that's what you choose, if you don't choose to be obligated, which you know we all have an example—a family member, a friend—who hasn't uh, taken on that challenge just yet. So it's a choice.
0: Hmm. Absolutely. All right. Here is the game. The game is called "This or That." Uh, you can only choose one, and the whole humanity of the world depends on this one answer
1: oh goodness
2: (laughs) what a responsibility
0: (laughs) okay um electric or manual toothbrush
2: manual
0: manual why
2: Because like brush your own teeth. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> your, your bones require you to put your ache your energy, your electricity on it. So I would say manual. Plus, I use a manual toothbrush so I could be a bit biased. A manual. <laughs> that way your breath can be on point even if you out of battery power. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um I'm not sure what your your diet is, but um pancakes or waffles and why?
2: Hmm. I would have to say pancakes, mm. and the why is it's uh, like sentimental value. My dad uh, made pan. He's into breakfast. My dad is about breakfast, so mm. some of those breakfasts included pancakes more so than waffles. So when I eat pancakes, I think about my dad. So mm. I have to go with the not too many though because they can be the items so quickly. <laughs> but yeah, pancakes. Mm. <laughs>
0: like the real thick pancakes or like the the stacked up to the ceiling pancakes no which i one? can't
2: do back to the ceiling <laughs> i can't do back to the ceiling it's a nice photo op but um i'm into some like maybe some spelt flour some almond flour pancakes some fluffy ones they gotta be fluffy they're not fluffy man like what are we doing this for <laughs> Don't nobody yeah. want no cookies we want pancakes so yeah so fluffy
0: yeah. pancakes i agree um Gorgeous eyes or a g- gorgeous smile?
2: Oh, come on now! <laughs> That's not fair. But you, the game is I have to pick one. The mm-hmm. whole world depends on this one. The whole I, world. I I will have to just answer for me, and it's it's gorgeous. Dang! Like both of them are so <laughs> important. Oh. Um, I'd have to, well, we covered the teeth kind of already in the previous question, so I would have to say gorgeous eyes. Um, I feel that our eyes, many have said this, are the windows to our soul. Mm-hmm. And if I can't see your soul, then we got a problem. So I would definitely say gorgeous eyes. And mm-hmm. cross my fingers that the smile is gorgeous too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: nice um last one sense of humor or sense of style
2: sense of humor please we can get a makeup <laughs> artist or a makeover team to get your style on point but uh you got to be able to laugh you have to find the 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 the, the light heartedness of this this drawing. you can be mm. stylish and be like impossible to sit next to just because your energy could be so rigid Mm. like it's so important that we laugh and find the humor you know when you laugh you're not worried about nothing you're just trying to concentrate on breathing because whatever (laughs) you're laughing at is so funny so i'm really about that humor over the style that's
0: beautiful that's beautiful um i just want to thank you again for taking the time out and and dropping so many gems i definitely learned a lot and i'm sure my our listeners learned uh quite a bit as well um how can people get in contact how can they uh listen to the music get the book or maybe get a session if they're in Georgia
2: okay so the cool thing about everything is available on my website so mm-hmm. and I also do distance healings as well so
3: mm-hmm.
2: um the energy of reiki is not limited to you know in person although it is very potent in that format uh it's definitely not limited you could do a distance to you but everything is available via abundiverse so that's uh www.abundiverse.com that's a b u n d a v e r s e dot com and um you can find the music links there you can find the meditation links you can find an abundance of my art healing art merchandise um you can find my book there you can find everything right about me And most importantly, you can find an example and a reflection of you that's really just encouraging you to be your best self. Mm. And you can find all the socials and stuff there too. So I would definitely encourage um, yourself. I'm sure you've already checked out the site and I give thanks for that. Um, But anybody who's listening, uh, to take a moment, create a moment, create a moment to check out upontheverse.com and just see if anything there resonates with you.
0: Yeah. definitely know our uh, listeners will check it out um i just want to thank you again man this was was, this was great and um once everything is all edited we'll uh, contact you and let you know when it airs
2: okay excellent it's been a pleasure thank you for your time
0: no problem thank you Uh, peace have a good one
2: you too you too going peace
0: thanks what's up beautiful people i hope you enjoyed today's episode here is your quote of the day We are not human beings having a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and have a good one, people. Peace.